Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. He's a faithful God. And we give him glory, we give him honor, we give him thanks for giving us another day. We thank God for another day. We thank him for another day, for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. It could have been a different way, but he did not see fit. We give him glory, honor, and praise. Amen. So I'll be reading from 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Last night, this uh, scripture came to my um, spirit last night, and um, I know a lot's going on, but God still deserves a thank you, uh, a hallelujah. He still deserves it in what we're in right now. So right now, if you're going through anything, still lift up your hands and tell him thank you. Because he could have not, he's done enough. If he does not do one more thing, he's done enough. So give him glory for that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah to your great name. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're holy. Lord, you're awesome. Give him what is due his name. Tell him thank you. For this is his will concerning you. Tell the Lord thank you. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, thank you. Lord, you get the glory in this right now. Lord, we thank you. Lord, you get the honor. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. You get the glory. You get the honor. You get the praise. You take the honor. Lord, we thank you. You get the glory, you get the praise, you take the honor. We've come to say thank you, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Come on, lift up your hands, and even at home, tell him thank you. Lord, we thank you. Might be going through, but Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you get the glory. All the glory belongs to Him. All the glory belongs to Him. Hallelujah.
belongs to him.
Y'all thought this breakthrough was going to be easy. Demons don't leave with ease, but they're coming out right now, and he's still getting the glory. I've never seen the enemy leave without a fight, and so of course he's going to fight. But we know that all things work together. I said we know that all things Continuing to work together. That continuing to work together. That continuing to work together. It's all working together. It's all working together. Come on, tell yourself. It's all working together. I know you were looking for a song and I was ready to sing it too. But I need you to tell yourself that it's all working together. Open up your mouth and give it praise. naturally but spiritually and those of us who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds God gave us the same power and with that power you ought to open up your mouth 
and give God praise. Tell him you know that he can do it. Tell him you know that he's able. Tell him you know that he's worthy. I don't see it yet. seeing all kinds of uprisings and threats and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, when, Lord? But at the same time, I know, according to his word, that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And so right now, we're going to sing and we're going to worship before the word. I want you to just lift up Glory belongs to you. Yeah, yeah. All of the glory. All of the glory belongs. 
said, this, it belongs to you. It belongs to you. Yeah. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Say, it belongs to you. Say, it belongs to you. It belongs to you. Say, it belongs to you. Everything that I have in the door. It belongs to you. Say, it belongs to you. Say, it belongs to you. In the midst of chaos, it does. It belongs to you. In the midst of good times, it does. It belongs to you. In the midst of overflow, it does. It belongs to you. And in the midst of famine, it still does. It belongs to you. Cause you're the same God before. It belongs to you. And the same God right now. In the midst of all of this, it does. It belongs to you. Say it belongs to you. Say it belongs to you. Oh, it belongs to you. Say it belongs to you. I want you to think about what's going on still. Say it belongs to you. Oh, 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 oh. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Say one more time. You say at home. Say it belongs to you. It belongs even more right now. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Say. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Say. It belongs to you. One last time. My hallelujah belongs to you. Hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to. While we're walking off, sing it together, everybody. My hallelujah, my hallelujah belongs to nobody else can have it. My hallelujah belongs to you. Come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. All of my praise belongs to you, Lord. You deserve it. Thank you. We give honor to God who has blessed us to be together again. Though we wish that we were together in the same building, we thank God for the technology and for the people behind it who support this technology so that we can be together today virtually worshiping our Lord in spirit and in truth. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship. Our hallelujah, truly belongs to the Lord Jesus only. Let me just uh, say a couple of things before I get started here. 
Um, tomorrow, in your email, if you have it, and if the church has your email, you will receive a test email from the church. We are testing out a new system, uh, trying to be in better communication. You should receive a test email to your account tomorrow. If you have an email address that we have on file, if you have one that we don't have, uh, you won't get a test and we need to know it. We'll need to know it and I'll give you further instructions uh, next week. If you have an email and you believe we have it and you don't get an email by Tuesday, would you please call the office and let us know that you didn't get it so that we can be in better communication. I also just want to remind you while I have your attention of, uh, of the Kroger Rewards System. Uh, every quarter, Kroger is faithful to send Mount Calvary a check because there are those among us who through their uh, Kroger Plus cards have signed up for Mount Calvary as the charity of choice. If you go to their website, um, you, can, you can sign up for Kroger Rewards. I believe it's about 3% of every purchase you make. Uh, at Kroger will come back to Mount Calvary every quarter if you choose Mount Calvary as your charity of choice. So would you do that? If you haven't signed up, if you haven't signed up, would you please sign up? Uh, that is money that they are giving away that can be used for kingdom purpose. Speaking of giving, if you'd like your 2020 giving statement, uh, just let us know uh, if you're doing your taxes, whatever you're doing. And uh, you, can, you can get your giving statement. If you want, if you're coming by this afternoon to bring your offering to Brother Sandifer and the deacons, they have some uh, giving statement request forms. Or uh, you can call the church, to, pardon me, 937-268-6737 and request your giving statement. Would you keep Brother uh, Deacon James McIntosh in your prayers? He went to the hospital this week. Uh, would you keep him in your prayers? Uh, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He's able. He's our healer. He's our everything. Let's keep him in prayer. We're going to Acts chapter 12. We're going to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. And we're going to begin reading at verse 20. Four verses of scripture. I'm reading from the New International Version of scripture. Here's how it reads. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Then they now joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, this is the voice of a God, not of a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms 
and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. Verses 20 through 24 of Acts chapter 12. I am troubled, yet not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Cause I'm a vessel full of power with a treasure none can compare. Persecuted, forsaken, cast down but not destroyed, cause I'm a vessel full of Holy Ghost power. With a treasure from the Lord. Hallelujah. So thank you, Father, for your power. It has me over painful circumstances that my poor soul could not flee. Thank you, Father, for your power, it has resurrected me over painful, painful circumstances that my poor soul could not flee bruised and battered but not broken born in sin but from sin set free Got a treasure hidden in me. Glory. So thank you, Father. 
continue our study of the book of Acts. We have been slow walking through the book of Acts since last year around Pentecost because since the beginning of last year, for over a year now, the Mount Calvary Nation has been taking a look at what it means to be the church, to be the called out ones, the gathering of believers, to be the church of the living God. We are rediscovering the church that Jesus was talking about when he said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And all we're doing really is going back to the original pattern so that we can make sure that we are properly aligned. My father used to tell about what his father told him about cutting fence posts. You know, uh, those posts that go periodically every so often, uh, fence posts. My grandfather told him that when you're cutting fence posts, you have to make sure that you cut each fence post off the first one, not off the ones that come after. Because if you measure each post by the one that just came before it, each one is going to be off a little bit. And by the time you get to the last one, it will be a lot longer than the original one because each time it was cut, it was off by just a little. And my brothers and sisters, that's what happens over years and years of churches and ministries being built on other churches and ministries. Each one gets to be a little further off from the original design. The measurement get a little skewed with each generation until what you get doesn't look like what God intended. That's why what passes for church today is so ineffective because I'm afraid it no longer looks like the church that Jesus built. And he said, the church that I built, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church that I built is guaranteed the victory. The church that I built will stand. 
And so we are just rediscovering the church that Jesus built. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. I'm just glad to be a part of his church, a part of, uh, as the Rwandan author uh, wrote back in 1980, a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. And there are some things that we have learned about the church since we started this study a year ago. First of all, we have learned that we are the church, not the building. The Bible says in Acts 17, 24, that God does not dwell in temples made by human hands. We know what the word says, that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God dwells in us, not in buildings. And I know we don't like it. I know we don't like it. I don't like it. But one of the lessons that we have had to learn over the past 10 months is that the church is not 3375 Pastor S.N. Winston Sr. Way. The sanctuary of God is not encased in bricks and mortar. We are the church of the living God and even though we would like to be together in a building and we shall be soon, if we cannot be together in a building, we are still the church. We are still the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are still the sanctuary of God. That's why I don't have to be in the church building to break out in a baptism this fit I can give it to him anywhere because the Bible says praise God in his sanctuary and so sometime the sanctuary is in the line at the grocery store and I think about how he has provided for me and my family so we can eat and something starts to well up on the inside sometimes the sanctuary is in my car when I'm driving and somebody almost hits me or I almost hit somebody but God intervenes in a way that I know it had to be him and I gotta pull over and give him praise right there Sometimes the sanctuary is in the bathroom. Sometimes the sanctuary is in the kitchen. Sometimes the sanctuary is in my office. Here how the, here's how the old saints used to put it. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. We are the church, not the building. That's one lesson that we've learned so far about being the church, but there is another lesson that has become apparent since we started this study. As a matter of fact, it has come to life as we've been reading through Acts, and I'm in the sermon already, and here it is. It is our first stopping point today. Even for the church, it is a fact that cannot be ignored a fact of life that we have to deal with, and that is, number one, the persecution of a people. That's the first thing we see in the text. If we go back to verse 1 that we looked at last week in the flashback, it tells us that at about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Now, I know that we came through a time that we were told that if you were saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, that you would never have any problems. If something was going on, don't just don't claim it. I know, I know, but the Bible I read is 
full of promises of persecution. I, that is not a popular thing to say. I'll probably get in some trouble about it, but it's the truth. It's in your Bible unless you ripped it out. It says many are the afflictions of the righteous. It's the Bible. The Bible says we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. The Bible says we're perplexed, but we're not in despair. The Bible says we're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. It's the Bible that says you're blessed when you're persecuted because of righteousness. It's the Bible that says you're blessed when people insult you and lie on you. If you are a part of the church of the living God, you can expect persecution. And here's why. Because we have an enemy. And the enemy wants to stop the word of God. The enemy wants to stop the move of God. The enemy wants to stop the plan of God. And here in the text, the enemy is personified in King Herod. Herod Agrippa I, who is trying to stop what God has started. He's arresting, torturing, and killing church leadership. He has killed James. And when he saw how popular that was, he arrested Peter so that he could destroy him. But we saw last week God intervened. And really, the enemy has been trying to stop the move of God since the beginning. He tried to stop the move of God when the serpent went to Eve and convinced her that she didn't need, she didn't need to take seriously what God had said. The enemy tried to stop the move of God when Pharaoh decided to have to try to have all the Hebrew midwives to kill the baby boys. He tried to stop the move of God when, when this Herod's grandfather, Herod the Great, tried to kill all the little boys at the time of Jesus' birth. The enemy tried to stop the move of God when he met Jesus in the wilderness and tried to tempt him by offering him what was already his. The enemy tried to stop the move of God when Judas betrayed Jesus, when Peter denied Jesus, when the disciples abandoned Jesus, when the Romans and the Jews conspired to kill Jesus, when they buried Jesus. But you know how that story is ended. All I'm trying to tell you is that you can, you can expect persecution but you, you can expect that the enemy is going to try to stop what God has started. You can expect that the enemy still doesn't realize that you can't stop the move of God because you can't stop a movement with a moment. Let me bring it closer. That's really why we're celebrating the life and work of Dr. Martin King uh, this weekend in, because in spite of the fact that they thought they could stop a movement with a moment. They thought they could stop a revolution with a rifle. They thought one moment in time, one shot onto a Memphis balcony would stop justice rolling down like a river, but it didn't, and we still have a long way to go. Don't get me wrong, there is still a lot of work to be done, but I tell you what, this Wednesday, a black woman 
of African and Indian ancestry who attended an HBCU who was the who was only the second black woman in all of United States history to serve in the United States Senate the first black and the first woman to serve as California's attorney general will become the first black first brown first woman vice president of the United States because you can't stop a movement with a moment and somebody ought to be thanking God for that right now because God has been moving in your life since before you even recognized it. He, he was moving even when you thought he was absent. It was God moving when he placed you in that foster family and you were wondering why your birth family abandoned you. It was God moving when you didn't get the job. It was God moving when the plan you had for yourself didn't quite work because the doors were being shut in your face. It was God moving when she walked out of your life. It was God God moving when as you say something told you to go the other way it was God moving when you were on your way to a burning hell and he stopped you on the road to destruction and that one moment listen to me that one moment whatever that moment was when when they rejected you that moment when they talked about you that moment when they lied on you that moment when they mistreated you, that moment. When they disappointed you. When you got sick, that moment. When you got kicked out. That one moment could not stop God's movement in your life. And you know what? I'm glad to report today that nothing and no one can stop God's move in your life. Can I tell you the truth? Even you can't stop it. Even you couldn't stop the movement of God in your life. I know you thought you messed it up with one stupid decision. You thought you messed it up. You thought you messed up his move in your life with one wrong turn. You thought you messed up the move of God in your life by one moment's decision. But I've come to tell you as a prophet of God that you can't stop a movement with a moment because God has a plan. And that really brings us to the final point here in this text. Not only do we see the persecution of a people, but we also see the execution of a plan. That's number two, the execution of a plan. God has a plan and it will come to pass. I like the way my good friend Pastor Ronald Hubbard says it from Cleveland, what should be shall be and all is well. I'm still in the text. It is in verse 21. Here's what it says in the New International Version on the appointed day. That's enough. Stop right there. Did you see that? King James says it like this, upon a set day. A New English translation says it like this, on a day determined in advance. God, I'm trying my best not to shout, and I just want to ask one question of the text. I just have one interrogative, exploratory inquiry of this text. In the words of Deacon Larry Stevens, can I ask you one question? Who, who appointed the day? Who set the day? Who determined that what was going to happen on this day would happen? And brothers and sisters, I know that King Herod thought that he appointed the day of this meeting. I know that he thought that he set this time up to deal with the people of Tyre and Sidon. I know that King Herod came in 
in all of his royal finery to sit on his majestic throne and deliver this speech that was so fine that all the people said this is the voice of God. I know that Herod thought he put all of this together, but I've got news for you. Herod didn't really plan this. I want to offer that this was a setup. Because before Herod was born, God gave Herod a start date and an end date. There is someone who planned this day, but it wasn't Herod. It was the same one who made the day. It was the same one who laid earth's foundations. It was the same one who laid its cornerstones while the morning stars formed a choir and the angels shouted for joy. It was the same one who sits high and looks low. It was the same one whose plan stands firm forever. It was the same one whose word was strong enough to bring a world into existence. And while Herod had a plan, a plan to stop the church, a plan to bring fear and terror to those who would not please him. A plan to share a glory that belonged only to God. The good news is that God had a plan and Herod's plan couldn't stop God's plan. Herod being mad at the people of Tyre and Sidon, that was part of God's plan. The people coming together and getting Herod's right-hand man to set up a meeting, that was part of the plan. Herod setting the meeting, that was part of God's plan. Herod making a grand entrance in his royal regalia to sit on his royal throne, that was, that was part of God's plan. Herod's speech and the people's reaction, that was part of God's plan because on this day, on this appointed day, on this set day, this problem would be dealt with. The Bible says because Herod didn't give God the praise, because he didn't direct the glory to God where it all belongs, the angel of God smote him, worms ate him, probably from the inside out, and he gave up the ghost. And I want to encourage your hearts today. I don't know what's bothering you. I don't know what's trying to stop your progress. I don't know what's trying to stop what God has started in you. What circumstance or situation is trying to hinder you. What problem, predicament, or even person is getting in the way of what God has purposed in you. But I've come just to remind you today that just like it had a start date, it has an end date. Just like it had a beginning date, it has an expiration date. And what the enemy meant for evil and what was meant for your destruction God meant it for your good would you just in the chat right now or text somebody or put a direct message to Mount Calvary or to one of your friends just type God meant it for my good I know it didn't feel good while it was working but it was working for my good I'm not making this stuff up I don't I don't write it I just report it here's what the Bible says and we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord to them 
them who are the called according to his purpose. So what shall we say then? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us the bible says i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord what are you trying to say Reverend all I'm trying to tell you is that what God started God has finished his plan never fails his word never fails the movement keeps on moving the move of God in your life was started before you got here and the move of God in your life will keep on uh, no matter who comes and no matter who goes James is dead but the word keeps going Peter's been in jail but the word keeps going Herod afflicted the church but the word keeps going Herod is dead but the word keeps going you've lost some people in your life but the movement keeps moving your circumstance change but the move keeps moving God is still he's still moving he's still moving he's still moving he's still moving and he's moving in you type it in the chat type a message to somebody look at your neighbor and tell them God He's still moving. He's still moving. He's still moving. My sin couldn't stop it. My disobedience couldn't stop it. He's still moving. I'm just trying to encourage you. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of the Lord Jesus. He is the author and the finisher. He's the beginning and the ending. I, I love it, I love it. It's, Verse 24, <laughs> verse 24 starts out with a, with a three-letter word, a distinctive 
connecting conjunction that erases, that makes null and void all the stuff that came before it. What came before it? Persecution came before it. But they killed James before it. But Peter was in prison before it. But Herod was alive before it. But things were tough before it. But there's a word in verse 24 that says, But the word of God, God, I'm trying to get through, continued to spread and to flourish. In other words, the movement that God started continues. Let me, I'm done. What, what God started, no man can stop. The devil couldn't stop it. Abraham lying couldn't stop it. Jacob stealing his brother's blessing couldn't stop it. Joseph's brother selling him into slavery couldn't stop it. Pharaoh couldn't stop it. Goliath couldn't stop it. I know you ain't ready for this, but David sleeping with Uriah's wife and orchestrating Uriah's death couldn't even stop it. Herod couldn't stop it. The crucifixion couldn't stop it. Killing Jesus couldn't stop it. Because on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. The Jewish officials tried when they told the apostles not to preach anymore in his name, but they couldn't stop it. Herod, the grandson, tried, but he couldn't stop the move of God. The word just continued to spread and to flourish. And that's the encouragement today. God is still moving. His word is still powerful. And I don't know about you, but I'm just grateful to be a part of his movement. My prayer today for each of you, for each of us, is that the word that is in us will continue to spread and flourish because one thing I've learned is that God does not renege on his word he doesn't go back on his promises his purpose will be fulfilled and no matter what's going on the movement continues if you know that's for you and you receive it right where, wherever you are, would you give God some kind of praise and thank him for the movement continuing. So grateful that God is faithful to his own word. So faithful to his own word. 
Listen, if you're watching today, it is not on accident. You are tuned in right now because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And it really doesn't matter what kind of supposed detours you've taken. It really doesn't matter how far you've gone, what you've done, how bad you think you are, how long you've been gone. Listen, here is the truth. God loved the world so much. That's everybody without exception. That he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus the Christ. That whosoever believes in him, that's anybody without exception. You don't have to perish, but you shall be saved. Here's, here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That means if you can say it, if G Jesus, you're in charge, you're running stuff and I'm not, and believe in your heart that even though he really died on Calvary, God really got him up from the grave. If you can make that confession, if you have that belief in your heart, God says through the Bible, you shall be saved. That's good news. That's good news. And if that's you today, would you just type it into the message or send us a message or call us or something to let us know that you are accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I know we haven't been together in almost 10 months. I recognize that, but people are still getting saved. We're starting next week, we're going to start baptizing people. I believe there's five people that we're going to be baptizing starting next week. It's not too late. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. If you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ and I don't care what they tell you you can't get it right without Jesus he went to the cross in our place we deserve death but he took it who wouldn't serve this God I can't promise you an easy walk oh but I promise it's worth it it's a worthy walk I haven't made mention of it, but if you go to our church website, www.mountcalvarychurch.life, if you want to become a part of the Mount Calvary family, go to mountcalvarychurch.life. There's a little button, I believe it is at the right, at the right hand side of the screen towards the top, and it says join. Click that button, fill out the form, someone will contact you this week, and we will begin to walk you through this new life. We just want you to be saved so you can fulfill purpose. God's been moving in your life even when you didn't know it, even when it didn't feel like it. No matter what has happened, the movement of God continues. If you believe it right where you are, let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Just after we pray, uh, the announcer is going to come with some final instructions. But we're going to go into a word of prayer right now and then get ready to go take on this week fulfilling purpose as God's move continues. Let's pray. Father, thank you for allowing us this time together today. We are grateful for life. 
for health and strength. We're grateful because you've provided every single need in our lives. We're grateful because in spite of us, in spite of circumstance, in spite of our plans, in spite of other people's plans, you have stuck to your plan. We're just grateful that you're faithful to your word. You're faithful to your purpose. Before we got here, you had a plan for us. And that plan hasn't changed. We thank you even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of persecution for righteousness sake, even in the midst of uncomfortable times. We're still your church. You still live inside of us. And you're still working towards the plan that you have for us. This we know. All things, everything works together for good to us. Thank you, Lord, because we love you. And we are the called according to your purpose. Help us, Lord, to live like we know it. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray now. And we thank you. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app. Or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.